0: There is coming a day when no heartache shall come. No more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day, that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face. The one who saved me by His grace when He takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day, that will be. And I like this verse. There'll be no sorrows there. No more burdens to bear. No more sickness, no pain. No more parting over there. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day. That will be singing with me, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand. It leads me through the promised land. What a day. Glorious day that will be Amen. Right, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter five. Something I feel a little more comfortable doing, and that's preaching than singing. <clears throat> but I won't be faithful to my one time a month. Praise God. You call on me to sing. I'm going to sing. Amen. Might be the same old song, but praise God, it's going to be wonderful when we get to heaven, isn't it? And I was thinking about it today, how wonderful it is that um, Sister Colson, who's lost a daddy and another family member in the last few months, what a reunion it's going to be. Well, the only hope for America is... That we become who God calls us to be. And I want you to look at Matthew chapter 5, introducing this chapter. If, and we won't be long tonight. We've got to be out of here at 8:30 because the kids uh, leave. They just leave. They don't even wait on us. Amen. No, they, they they do. Bus drivers are in here, van drivers are in here. But let's stay in all the word of God, and I'm just going to uh, read two verses or three, and then we'll back up and preach the whole chapter in these weeks to come. The Bible says. In verse 13, ye are the salt of the earth. That's the only hope we got. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. And then it says not only that we are salt, but you are the light of the world. A city that is set up on a hilltop cannot be hid. And neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And so it says, Let your light so shine. I'll be no doubt about your testimony. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And here's the bottom line and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for heaven. God, thank you, Lord, that we're sorrowing, but we sorrow as those that have hope. And Lord, that hope is steadfast in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, and the fact that you ever live on the right hand of God making intercession for us. And so Lord, until then, help us, dear God, not to get let heaven just be a destination, but God, help it be a motivation. God, help us to realize those souls that uh, Brother Shelley's got a burden for, they're gonna go to hell and not heaven if they don't get saved. And God, for all the souls in the prisons, the Brother Steve and Sister Gail ministry, they're going to go to hell if they don't get saved. And God, boys and girls and men and ladies, these little girls and boys that's come in here tonight, if they don't get saved, they're going to hell. And so, Lord, help us to be a salt. And help us to be light. And God, help us to be that, that Christian uh, that God wants us to be. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for giving us uh, the opportunity to witness and be a witness in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought about changing the words of that song and say, there'll be a day where there'll be no more COVID there, amen. I'm sick and tired of it, amen. No mask to wear, but I didn't want to get humorous during that song. And it's not humorous at all. This is nothing to kid around about. Folks, there's a lot of people dying. There's a lot of people sick. You can take it serious if you want to, uh, but you you will if you get in the ICU or you lo- lose a loved one, you'll take it real serious, amen? So we ought to take it serious, pray every day. But light and salt were great commodities in the Bible days. We'll just review that first slide, Brother uh, uh, C- Cody. I'm not going to go over it much. Uh, the Roman soldiers were given salt rations in those days. Uh, that's where we get the word salary, salt money. So, folks, men, uh, you ever heard the uh, saying, men's, uh, th- this, that man's not worth his salt. And folks, it all comes through this Bible days that salt was very valuable. Salt was precious. And that's why you ought to be in your Christian life. You ought to be valuable to somebody that's lost and dying and going to hell. Listen to this. You're the, to someone, you're the best Christian they know. Uh, salt season other day, not the other day, the other year I was over at uh, New Life Baptist Church and one of the Rock of Ages missionaries, Brother Keeter, Keaton? Keaton. Keaton, Keaton, okay, Keaton. Uh, I always get his name mixed up. Uh, he was preaching on this and he had a, a light bulb over here and a wire over here and a battery over here and he had an aquarium right here and then he uh, he uh, uh, was going to prove how powerful salt was. And so he put the salt in the aquarium. Now this is the truth. I, I would do this, but I'd shock myself and blow the rest of my hair off that I got in the back of my head. Amen, I was rejoicing just a second ago. I got got my, got my microphone caught in my hair back there. I said, glory to God, there's still some back there. I need a good barber's what I need. But anyway, uh, thank the Lord that uh, he put that salt in there and it conducted electricity from that wire through that water to the light bulb through the battery, and he said, Salt is powerful. I'll never forget that illustration. I'm going to try to look it up and try to do it. But salt seasons. I want to tell you something, friend. You ought not be a bland, uh, murky, sad Christian. When you go to work, you ought to make a difference. You ought not be a question mark. You ought to be an exclamation point. Amen. Salt seasons. Amen. And then salt preserves. Best in those days, it didn't have refrigerators. Salt heals. Thank God for salt that heals. Amen. You ever washed your mouth out with warm salt water? Say amen right there. I know some of you have. Amen. I used to have to brush my teeth with baking soda when we was low on it when my daddy drank all the toothpaste money up. But then salt irritates. Gets in your eyes. You know it's there. And I'll tell you something, friend. Your life should make some people uncomfortable. Amen? Sinners should not enjoy your presence all the time. When you walk in, you ought to be different, and if you take Christ out of your Christianity, all you got's got is an entity, you ought to be distinctively different. Amen. That used to be... Good night. That used to be the theme of Highland Park, not Highland Park, Tennessee Temple. And now don't even exist. Brother Bobby, thank God there's some good graduates that came out of there. Uh, Brother Thurman Wade... Others that I knew. But folks, now it's a rock church. Uh, they have uh, uh, games and uh, rock and roll music is so loud that it blares across to this uh, neighboring church that I know of. and They can't even, can't even have services in that church over at Camp Joy because of, of the what goes on. Uh, brother, I believe you're a distinguished graduate of Tennessee Temple. And folks, I want to tell you something. This takes one generation to lose their salt this takes one generation to stop being distinctively Christian. That means you ought to be separated, sanctified, thrilled, filled, and satisfied with Christ. Amen. Say amen. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of people um, blending in with this world. We ought to be different. And then salt penetrates. Thank God salt makes a difference. And let me just add one other, it's not on there. You know, salt needs other grains of salt. You know, you just get one speck of salt, it ain't, it ain't much. Amen? Put one speck of salt on your collard greens, and it probably won't make much difference. Put one speck of salt, well, just one shake of salt on your um, what, what, grits. Praise God, grits. Amen. With a, little, a lot of butter, no sugar. All you Yankees that put sugar on your grits, God help you for desecrating our national meal. But anyway, listen, <laughs> I want to tell you this, friend. God help us to realize we need each other. Amen. I know it's hard to come to church, but I need you to come. And I know you want to play it safe. I know that. And be safe. Take whatever you want to. Amen. Uh, booster, I don't care. Praise God. It's between you and God. I know what I did because I want to go to Africa to see my, my family. But i tell you this, friend. I thank God that we can meet together. And there's some churches that can't meet together. And if you don't miss this place, I don't know what is wrong with your Christianity. Right. Amen. Now, I know some of you can't be here because your, your immune system's down and you're sick. And I'm not talking about you. I'm not trying to make you mad or sad. Or, turn, or you can just turn the channel on me right now. I mean, you can just say, I'll just go listen to Brother Tony down in Newton Baptist. Well, he ain't been preaching for three weeks. And thank God he's back. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. It's been a battle. Folks, salt and light is the picture of the Christian life. Amen. You ought to be a salt. You ought to be light. Uh, you ought to be have have a distinctiveness about you that makes a difference. And if there's ever a need for salty Christians, it's today. Is this world not in a mess? Amen. I'm telling you what, the media is really proud of themselves getting this guy and it just kicked him out of the White House. And they hate his guts now like they hated... Uh, Donald Trump, and I'll tell you something, friend. It's a sad day we live in, but I'm not depending on the White House. I'm depending on God's house. I'm depending on Christians to exhort each other, encourage each other. That's why you ought to teach your children to be friendly. That ought to be one of the things y'all do in homeschool. You ought to teach them to greet people. You ought to teach them to be uh, outgoing, because I want to tell you something. This world needs loving Christians, folks, you you take the love out of Christianity, and you don't have much. And folks, we need to have a. This world is decaying. Christians are salt. This world's in the dark. Christians are light. Salt's the preservative. And folks, I want to tell you something. Uh, God help us. It's almost like living in Sodom and Gomorrah today, and we need somebody to be a testimony. We don't need to have somebody straddling the fence like Lot did. We need some Abrahams. We need some season in our neighborhoods. We need salt that touches the open wound of sin. We need Christians that are uh, that uh, that that are con- that convict people that they need the Lord. You know, you're proof positive evidence that Christ is real. You're lying. You're a living epistle written in, written by all men. And I want to tell you something. They read you like a book. And most people are looking for excuse. But thank God when there comes along sometimes somebody that is just proof positive evidence that they've walked with God today. That they've got up and spent some time in the Word of God. and Folks, that's why I'm so glad we have the Word of God. That charged me up Sunday night, and I've heard it 16 times. No, I haven't heard it that many times. Two or three times. Thank God we have the King James Bible. Thank God we have the word. And it ought to make you confident to share it. But I want to tell you something. A reason most people don't share it is because, uh, folks, God's not so hard-pressed to use dirty vessels. Folks, our testimony ought to back up our witnessing. And we ought to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. And independent Baptists, the world's worse about that, it seems. We're truly the salt of the earth. People will see in us, what they're seeking uh, for, and that's Jesus. They need Jesus. Amen. They need a power. They need a peace. They need purpose. And folks, where are they going to see it if they don't see it in you? Because I tell you what, there's not thousands of people flocking to the church today. Right. Now they're still flocking to the ball games. Right. There was ninety-three thousand people at the Georgia football game, mm-hmm. slaughter in South Carolina. Where are you from? I think Amen. Or was it North Carolina? I don't know. Bessemer, I don't know where he was at. And by the way, he had a great church. It was packed every night in that revival, that family revival. He didn't leave because things were bad. He left because God led him to to the rock of ages. Light, folks, light, works, uh, motivate us by love and energize us. And folks, I want to tell you something. We are to glorify God by being consistent. That's a word that we don't use much, but let's call it faithful. In season, out of season, if you're going to be seasoned. Amen? I want to say this. It's easy to serve God when everything's going good. But I'll tell you, the test is to be faithful when you have to say goodnight to your wife for 45 years. And I'm sure Brother Rodney will keep on preaching. Here's the test for People's Baptist Church. When their pastor has been there 40 years as associate pastor and pastor, now he's gone. He's dead. He died. Are they going to go on for God? See, folks, the greatest need is to be salt and light, but our greatest need is to be that reflector of Jesus. And folks, we don't point men to us, we point men to God. And our works should be glorifying God, but we're in danger. Here's the danger that we're trodden underfoot of men. See, salt, go ahead and go ahead and Change it. Salt will dissipate. And folks, it'll lose its pungency. It'll lose its flavor, but it'll lose its, its uh, power. And it's good for nothing, but to be trampled underfoot by men, it's called polluted salt. Look at ver- the last phrase of verse 13. It says, um, it is therefore good for nothing. What's good for nothing? Salt that's lost its savor. Now, I don't want to be called good for nothing. Amen? Like the little boy came up to his daddy, uh, mama and said, uh, would you please give me a dollar for being good? He said, won't you be like your daddy? He's good for nothing. Amen. I told that Sunday and y'all didn't even hear it. Amen. But anyway, uh, I wanted to hear it again. Amen. But anyway, listen, uh, we need to realize, friend, that when it's good for nothing, it's to be cast out and trodden underfoot. You know what that's saying? It's just good to pack it down and, and kill the weed. Now, I don't want to be packed down salt. I don't want to be. I don't want to go down in discouragement. The devil uses discouragement. Some of y'all look discouraged. Cheer up. I won't preach till till eight thirty. Amen. You'll be out of here. But folks, it's our. It's it's a light, and it's salt. And folks, I believe there's great darkness and there's great decay, and there's a need for you to be that salt, to be that light. You know, I, I think about salt speaks of the inward character that influences the decaying world. We need some people to just have character. I don't know if that's a lost commodity or not, but I want to tell you something, folks. Your testimony is your character. And if you have character, you have a good testimony. Character means you're good as your word, but you stand upon his word, is the reason you're good as your word. Amen. Hey, friend, you have a purpose to live, and it's not to make money or to make yourself big, or make yourself famous, or make yourself rich, you're here to make God, you're here to make much of Jesus. Amen? What a motive. You talk about motive power tonight. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Salt should be that inward character. That's what it speaks of. And then light speaks of that outward testimony of good works. You know, when God puts something together, it's not an accident. Salt, light, inside, outside. What's inside will come out on the outside. Say amen. And folks, I want to tell you something. It ought to break out on you the joy of the Lord once in a while. Praise God. i tell you what. And when you are down and out and this world is down and out, we need light more than ever. And we need salt more than ever. We need men and ladies of character. Amen. Character. Character. That means Christianity when nobody is looking. Christianity, character is measured by what it takes to get you to quit. And some people don't have a liquor character. I mean, if the wind blows contrary, they're all quitting. You know? I mean, if their best friend quits the church, they quit with him. Don't go with him, go with God. Amen. And folks, the only hope for America, only hope, is if my people will be salt and my people will be light. I know this is simple and I, I don't even know if I can back up to verse one yet, but we'll get there soon because I believe the salt is brought out in the Beatitudes. See, your attitude precedes actions. And some people call themselves Christians that have a cantankerous, ungodly, Attitude. I mean, as a man thinketh, so is he. Thou will keep him in perfect peace because our mind is stayed on thee. Um, we need to uh, diligently guard our hearts. And I don't mean this pump. I think you ought to guard that. Amen? I mean, my doctor the other day, and what he advises me to do, I usually try to do it. He says, you need to exercise three times a week. I said, okay, that'll be 11 o'clock, that'll be 6 o'clock, and that'll be 7 o'clock on Wednesday. He said, I'm not talking about standing behind the pulpit and running your mouth. He said, I meant you want to run. I want you to run. I said, Doc, will you fix my right, left knee then? Will you fix the bottom of my feet then? And he said, well, I can't do all that, but he says, you need to run or you're going to die early. That was an encouraging doctor visit. Praise God. I mean, you know, my, my my blood pressure was up a little high that morning, but it's always high when I go to the doctor. I said, it'll get down sooner or later. And I said, I know i got to lose weight. And the nurse said, it ain't got nothing to do with your weight. It's your occupation that makes your blood pressure high. And, folks, I want to tell you something. If it's ever going to go high, it's going to be in these last two years. It's been tough. And I ain't trying to cry on your shoulder, but I want to tell you something. When things get tough, the tough keep going. And I will say this, folks: If we've ever needed salt, we need it now. If we've ever needed light, we need it now. Somebody was kidding with me the other day, and I get kidded a lot about being here so many years, like I can't go anywhere else, and I don't want to go anywhere else. Seventy-five percent vote votes me out. If you want me to go somewhere else, but I don't think I don't think y'all are mad at me that much, but maybe you are. But uh, they always kid me about our location of our church. I think it's a wonderful location. He says, What's going on with Doug Gap Road? I say, First of all, you got the Buddhists up here in a karate studio. Then you look across the street, you got the JWs. And they're just nothing but uh, rust lights. And then before you get here, if you'll stop and look across the street from the parking, from the Walmart where you spend most of your money, there's the Mormons. Then we come on down here right before we get to our lovely church, and there's the Islamic mosque, or whatever it's called. We tried every way we could to keep them from building here. One guy offered them a acres of land on the outskirts of town if they wouldn't build there, and they built there anyway because they wanted to be right in our face. And, that, and, the, and the, guy, the guy was talking to me and said, well, what are y'all going to do with all these cults going down this line? I said, I guess we'll just shine. Amen? I guess we'll just keep on believing the Bible. I guess we'll keep on preaching. I guess we ought to go knock on doors more than the JWs because they don't have a truth, they're a heresy, they're a cult, they don't believe in hell, they don't believe in anything that's uh, biblical, they believe in the wrong version. That'll get you in trouble, see there? But I said, we believe the book. And I'm glad that we're a city, that's a, a, a church that can be set up on a hilltop and that our light can shine. But I want to tell you something. If it blinks off every other week, we're in trouble. If it's dim and cloudy, I've got a real problem with my car. It's a it's two thousand seven, and the only thing that I don't like about my car is it's too low now. And I'm trying to give it to my granddaughter, and I got it, but I can't find no SUVs in this in this world right now. Get off the ground. But I tell you what really bugs me about that car. I even put a backup camera in it, boy. It's nice, you know. Backup camera. Thought that was the. I thought that'd be the refreshing of my soul. The backup camera. Now I can't even use it, but um, I don't look at it. But the 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 doggone brother Steve, headlights are fogged up, and I'm gonna say this. I know I'm going blind at seventy. I can't see straight, but I'm gonna tell you something. Those lights are not working. I'm just. My wife says, why not you turn on the lights? I said, honey, they are on. No, they're not. I said, yes, they are. We almost got a divorce over the lights are off or on. All for... No, we didn't really. And I said, my goodness, they're on. I know they're on. I said, well, let me prove it. I put them on bright. There they are. And I want to tell you something, friend. I believe the light's still bright. What the problem is, the lenses around here are getting fogged up. We got too much clutter in our life. Amen. Amen we got too much self, that brings me to verse 1. It says, and seeing the multitude, in verse 5, he went up into the mountains, and when he would set his disciples came with him, he opened his mouth and taught them saying, Wouldn't you like to have been in that Sunday school lesson? And he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, I ain't got time to go into it, but I want to say this, friend. Poor in spirit is not poor spirited. Amen. A lot of people got a poor spirit about it. I mean, they, you, you couldn't get them to smile if you gave them $1,500. Well, no, they probably wouldn't smile at that. But I mean, they, you know, they ain't got nothing to smile about. They they just feel, that you can just tell that they're at the end of their last uh, uh, credit card and they're just in a mess. And folks, as Christians, we need to go back to character. And here's the, here's the number one uh, list before they, she, he, he says you're the salt and you're the light. But you've got to have some beatitudes. You've got to get your attitude straight. And that the first attitude is this, is that we, uh, and the rest of the Sermon on the Mount deals with conduct, but folks, what we are determines our conduct. Amen? And true righteousness is inward. And our actions are next. That's why the Bible says we ought to guard our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4, verse 26. And I believe verse 29 says, ponder the path of your feet. That means find out where the bus is going going before you get on it. And then Proverbs 5 talks about that adulterous woman with the smooth words. And so folks, listen, if you don't get your heart right, you're going to be susceptible to a lot of, Bad actions, but what poor in spirit means? Let me just lay this foundation for our series. Poor in spirit is the attitude to uh, his is an attitude towards yourself, which you which you feel desperately needful of God. See, you can't be the salt without Him. You can't be the light without Him. Folks, listen, we're blessed. Beatitudes means blessings. We must empty ourselves before we can become full. That's what this verse is saying. Like. Let's keep it simple. That's the only way I can preach. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You ought to be poor in spirit. It does not mean being poor-spirited. Shyness is not poor-spirited. Mock humility is not poor spirit. Moses said, hey, God, you don't know who you're talking to. Don't ever say that to God. God knows exactly who he's talking to and he knows exactly who he's calling and he knows exactly how he can live through your life if you'll let him. Don't say you can't, say you won't. Right. Moses, I can't, I, can't, I can't speak. I'm not eloquent to speech. And folks, that was almost mock uh, humility. The poor in spirit means know yourself, accept yourself, and be yourself to the glory of God. Not all of you can preach. Not all of you can sing. Not all of you can uh, play music like uh, uh, Nikki can play and Miss Trudy this, tonight. It was wonderful. But you can be faithful. And you can be yourself. See, the trouble is, so many people want to be somebody else. Amen? When I, when I first started this church, Everybody was wearing double breasted suits because they wanted to be Lee Robinson. Well, I can't be Lee Robinson. Now I admired Lee Robinson, and many times he'd come here for anniversary Sunday. What a what a joy it was. He preached on have faith in God, you know. And I took him home one time and I said, Brother uh, Dr. Robinson, I didn't call him brother. I said, Dr. Robinson there's a lot of people doing a lot of things in this world. What makes the difference? He looked at me, I'll never forget it, and he says, I'll tell you what makes the difference. Dying to self. Have faith in God. It's the degree that you die to self. It's the degree you get out of the way. I'll never forget that. Then we pulled up to his house and uh, to let him and Miss Robinson out and I t- offered to take him up the steps. He said, no, brother, I can get up the steps. I'm not dead yet. He was 93. I thought he was halfway there. And... Uh, and he, and, he, and he said, I want to pray for you, Brother Cofield. And he put his hand on top of my head and started a praying, anointing of God on me. And I want to tell you something. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. But I want to tell you something, friend. God help us. God help us to realize we can't be double-breasted Dr. Lee Robson. And then when I started the church, Brother Gabe, you appreciate this. Everybody was clearing their throat. And, uh, <clears> throat> you know, they were trying to be Jack Howells. I can't beat jack house. And the reason he c- cleared his throat, he had an esophagus problem. It wasn't his trait, but everybody, all these people going around the country going, you know, they shall run, you know, and they were just clear to the throat. And, you know, some people wind suck, and I couldn't do that. Uh, and some people uh, do other things instead of a comma in their preaching uh, or a pause. It's, you know, it's a fill-in thing, amen, whatever. But everybody was clearing the throat, and I thought, my word. We all got to be Jack Hiles? We all got to be, I'm glad I'm not. Uh, you, all we got to be Dr. Lee Robinson? All got to be Brother Dave McCoy and have a humorous introduction to our messages? No, we need to be ourselves. And folks, poor in spirit is this attitude. It's attitude that, uh, listen, I'm just going to be myself. Poor in spirit does not mean to deny your personality or try to suppress it. It means yield to God for Him. and and let God make him all that he wants you to be, not what you want to be or what everybody else wants you to be. Folks, you are to be poor in spirit. And another word for that is humble. Let me just start this Beatitudes outright. You cannot make it without the fullness of the Spirit of God. You'll never make it. So many people are trying to dress up the shaker When we need to be concerned about what's inside, the salt. I believe in separation. I believe in modesty. If you walk in here, you shouldn't be distracting people looking at your body, ladies. Because men are aroused by sight. I I know you understand that. I believe in modesty. And I believe in uh, wearing a tie when I'm in the pulpit. And I really don't want to. I hate them. Only thing they're good for is saving food for later. Amen. You know, I hate them. But you know, I just I've started this way, I'm going in this way. I'm not going to change now. And I want to, you know, sometimes. I just want to be, you know, a little more casual. Praise God. You know? Get up here with a bar stool and sing kumbaya to all of you. Amen. And we'll just hum it out till Jesus comes. No! There's got to be preaching. Amen. But it, but it don't mean we have to be mean, cantankerous against everything. Somebody asked John R. Rice one time, said, Are you against? And they didn't finish the sentence. Yes. And we, we need to be for Jesus. And thus we will be separated. We ought to love God so much that we don't love the world. That's poor in spirit. It's saying, Lord, I need thee. I need thee every hour. Lord. I can dress up the salt shaker. I can clean even the lenses. But you're the salt and you're the light in my life. And God, would you give me some character? Would you help me to mourn about sin? Would you help me be meek and not think of myself or think down on myself, just not think of myself? And God, would you help me to hunger and thirst after righteousness? And Lord, most most indeed, would you help me to be Merciful, would you help me to be pure in heart? And then, while I'm at it, I'm just going to try to be a peacemaker. And then the persecution will come. That's that's verses one through nine. So when we get into the study of beatitudes, I want you to come with a good attitude. That you can't make it without him. You can't make it without him. Peter Cartwright. Not Hoss, and I don't know why I say that, because y'all don't even know who Hoss is. None of you know who Hoss Cartwright is. How many know who Hoss Cartwright is? Well, there's a few people that are as old as I am. Amen? Y'all watching reruns. Amen? Andy Griffin. No, it was Bonanza, wasn't it? Yeah, but anyway, Peter Cartwright had a bad, bad habit. He'd always show up to services late that he was preaching. Brother Steve, that's not a good thing to do, especially if you want support. Amen? Brother John was here before I was. But anyway, um, and he he would just not be there. And one time a pastor sang, and he sang, and he sang. He said, the evangelist is not here. They sang, and finally he got his daughter, the preacher's daughter. Stephanie, you'll identify with this. Knows everything about the church and where everything is and where everybody should be. Amen? She just don't tell everybody, I hope. That's the way Stephanie used to be. But anyway, uh, he sent her to find the evangelist. And she went all over the place. And finally went down to Sunday school wing and heard him praying. And that great evangelist of old was praying, Lord, I won't go out without you. Lord, I won't go out without you. Lord, I won't go out without you. So So she ran back and said, Daddy, I found him. And he says, Where is he? He said, "He's He's, he's coming. He said he's coming and the other one's coming too. (laughs) And I want to tell you something, friend. When the other one comes, he makes the difference. Amen? When the Holy Ghost goes to work with you and the Holy Ghost witnesses with you and praise God when the Holy Ghost preaches for you and through you and the Holy Ghost helps you to worship and listen and when the Holy Ghost helps you be the daddy or the mother or the husband or the wife you ought to be, then thank God Become His salt, and you become His light. Father, use this message. Thank you, dear God, for uh, the introduction to this great chapter. And Lord, help us to prepare our hearts to get something out of these beatitudes, and examine our life, and stop trying to just polish the outward, and God, get right in the inward. And then, God, that will affect our outward and our actions. Lord, thank you for heaven. It's been on my mind a lot this week. But, God, I sure would like to see my life influence more lives to go there with me. Is my prayer.